Lieutenant Colonel Abdullah from the SCDF. There are a lot of skills. They've just never been taught. I'm scared I do it wrong. <laughs> I perform CPI and I break the guy's ribs. One. Oh my god. The rib broke straight away. Do you know how to save a life? This is your daily catch-up. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So a lot of you have been asking us to introduce the cast members who are appearing on the episode. So we're going to try that. Uh, today on the show, we have John and Paul, Denise, myself, Jared, and a special guest, Lieutenant Colonel Abdullah from the SCDF. Welcome to the show! Welcome, welcome. welcome. Is this also how you all salute? Because the like, girl scout different, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So how long have you been working in the SCDF? Okay, so I've uh, joined the force for about 15 years. And throughout the span of my career, um, I've been at the front lines. And uh, I would say the most eventful one was uh, my stint as a fire station commander at Tuas Fire Station. Most eventful. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you get to see what most people don't get to see. Yeah, I've never seen Tuas in my life, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, so contextually, right, why we're having this episode today is because I feel like there are a lot of skills that we have just never been taught. But I think that they're very, very important to have just in case of emergencies, right? The other day, right, I was standing in the kitchen talking to my grandmother and then she was just like eating. Lah. Then I think we cracked a joke or something and then she, start, then she laughed. But the moment she laughed, right, then she started choking. Wait, like she was eating something and she choked on I think food. so, like, drinking oh, or eating shit. something. Then it gets more and more intense. Then you see her face turn red, right? Then she start to like that. Then I'm standing next to her. I'm obviously still laughing at my joke, right? Then, but then I start to notice that, eh, why is it not stopping? And in that moment, it's just the two of us at home, right? There's no one else. Then I'm thinking... Is this where you perform like some heimlicking, don't know what thing, right? Or, <laughs> or whatever. And I don't know how to I don't know how to do that. Heimlicking your grandma. Yeah. <laughs> so I literally just had to stand there. You didn't try do you try anything? No, I, I go and try to like, water. Pat her back or what? But this kind of thing to me is like I cannot be got you, so I pat the back. Yeah. Thankfully, in the end, like somehow like it coughed out or whatever, then it was fine. Uh. But she could have died there. Oh, I also and you don't would know. Have just yeah, been scared. Laughing at your joke. Very scared. Yeah, yeah. that's I go and Google all right. But then the maneuver doesn't seem as straightforward and easy to, to execute as, as it seems. La. So, Lieutenant Colonel Abdullah, yeah. what should someone do if they see someone choking? Actually, the procedure is actually very simple. Uh, it's called Heimlich man- Maneuver. The universal, universal sign of uh, choking is someone clutching their throat. Oh, really? Just like the. <laughs> What you actually need to do is actually stand behind the casualty, put one of your legs uh, in between the patient's legs to support, yeah. to support them from falling backwards. And then what you do is that you take one hand, put your thumb in and clutch it into a fist. Wait, I've seen this before. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is a help me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, and then after that, um, what you do is that you use your your other hand, the ring finger, to look try to locate the navel of the patient. The like what? The, the, the belly button. The belly button. The belly button of the patient. Two fingers above that navel, and then you place your 
clenched fist um, and then after that you have take your the other hand and push inwards and upwards um, it's much lower than I thought so the idea is actually to try to dislodge the foreign object that is obstructing the airway is uh, there any risk involved like I hear like CPR is kind of like, like you do wrongly then you break the rib or this kind of thing it's what not this? do wrongly though like do right also can. Yeah, break yeah. the rib. Yeah. yeah, definitely when you thrust uh, onto a patient or someone's abdominal, there will be a risk. Um, but having said that, doesn't mean that you should stop doing something, especially if you hear a cracking sound oh. or whatsoever. You should still continue <laughs> because the outcome of someone not um, being rendered any Heimlich maneuver versus the rib cage breaking. Yeah, um, it's going to be more adverse, right? If it's the former, you standing there. And <laughs> the watching. alternative is death. <laughs> is there like a most common thing that people choke on? Fishball. Fish no, that way. Channel eight come, always show. Eh? <laughs> oh, yeah, don't leave the scene with a zip long back of the. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fish balls today or like drumlet or something. <laughs> then they have a hall of fame. It's just CP one time. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's the old chunky, the big one, the big big one. Wait, then yeah. how about for like a child? Does it work differently? For infants, yes. It will be rather difficult for you to perform Heimlich maneuver. Why they got belly button also? Yeah, but I mean. Yeah, uh, but you break all the bones in their body. Just right? squeeze them. Right? <laughs> so actually, what you do for infants actually to um, do backward thrust. Right? So I lay uh, them <laughs> facing down the ground. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> no <they're, laughs> I'm confused. Sorry. He's no. so frustrated, right? No, so basically, you cradle the, the infant, right? Oh. Facing then, me. Yeah, facing you first. Uh. And after that, you position it in such a way that the, the infant <laughs> is actually facing downwards on um, on one arm. Okay. Also like that. Like yeah. you're going to slap its bottom like that. Like. That's right. Not saying you're going to slap the bottom, that's but right, that's yeah. the position it should be in. That's uh-huh. right. Then you apply the the thrust at the back of the infant. Like I slap yeah. the back like, like that. how many? Yeah. I mean, as until many it's many as 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 many to the back to the, to the back thrust, so actually like, you use the heel of your palm to to apply the the oh. backward thrust yeah yeah like when you <laughs> press <laughs> the palm on well I don't think I dare Too like much a baby it. feels you don't know a child feels so fragile yeah. Yeah. you don't want to touch a baby in general it's true <laughs> but <laughs> I mean not they are choking I mean in an emergency I think if you are aware of all these skills and knowledge yeah. uh, it's rather important for you to apply it right yeah. right right definitely definitely. Then, when I was 16 or so like my my grandfather he suffered a stroke what is the cause of a stroke ah? a lack of oxygen to your brain if I'm not wrong I wasn't there but if I was there I, w- I feel like I would be in the same position as JP with his grandmother like, like I wouldn't really know what to do or like even know that a stroke is happening like. I guess how do you detect a stroke firstly of all okay so we like to use acronyms because it helps people to remember so the acronym to um, identify a stroke patient is actually SAF. S uh, refers to speech. That means a suspected stroke patient will have a slurry speech, cannot speak properly. Then after A, um, you, you can ask um, a suspected stroke, stroke patient to try to move his or her hands upwards because typically they won't be able to. Oh. And then after that, F refers to the face. So usually a suspected stroke patient um, will have one side uh, of the face drooping downwards. So speech, arms, face. Okay. Correct. And the next step to follow is actually to just ensure that uh, the stroke patient is comfortable, um, either seated down or lying down. I have um, stories from uh, my paramedic colleagues say that uh, you know they respond to stroke patients and you know the family members put a lot of 
medicated oil and ointments. So that's a, a myth. You, you don't need to apply any medicated oil or ointment. Um, basically, it doesn't really help. So should I call for the ambulance to come or should I drive the person to the hospital? I think it's better for you to call an ambulance to come because right. uh, they will be able to um, provide the necessary out-of-hospital care. Oh, right. like during the, the ambulance, they can start treating rather right. than... Okay, that's right. so that's worth the time of waiting for the ambulance to come, I suppose. Right. Do you know what the feeling is like of getting a stroke? Because like, I'm wondering if I'm alone, then I don't even... I won't even realise it, ma. You know? Like, why would I leave my hands up? I mean, sure, now that I know this, maybe if mm. I begin... But what am I supposed to feel? Then I begin to like, eh, maybe I should test and look for the symptoms. Let me read you a list of warning signs. So numbness or weakness in your face, arm or leg, especially only on one side of your body. Confusion or trouble understanding other people and difficulty speaking. And then you can have sudden trouble seeing with one or both eyes and problems walking or staying balanced and coordinated. Mm, right. Okay, okay. Yeah. Is so there these a side? are the common signs, but then just because you have this also doesn't mean that you're having a stroke. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, consult a doctor. <laughs> consult a doctor is the right advice. I will call an ambulance if I thought that way already. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't wait for to go to my GP. Like. And to answer your yeah. earlier question, also stroke is a cut off of a blood supply to the brain. So mm. that could be caused by like your blood vessel burst or there's a clot, like a blockage or what. Mm. Yeah. Okay, okay. Which okay. is why it damages your brain cells. Right, right. Yeah. No, then to his question, is there a particular site that it usually happens more frequently to? Because I remember like heart attacks or something, right? Like because your heart is on the left side, that's why there are their left arm starts to feel numb. Or that's my Ooh. very basic medical knowledge. Wait, it's real? Like what? what you're saying is real? I would think that the furthest, the part furthest away would... Uh, I, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> but yeah. Speaking of heart attacks, actually, I've always wondered, like, is there a difference? Because I always hear like these two terms like interchangeable, right? Cardiac arrest, heart attack. Are they the same thing? Yeah, it's actually a different thing. Cardiac arrest is when the heart stops uh, immediately or instantaneously. And heart attack is actually um, where blood uh, doesn't flow properly to the heart. Right. But if you ask me, cardiac arrest is more severe if there's no um, early intervention. What can we and do to <laughs> intervene? Yeah, so <laughs> when you talk about cardiac arrest, we talk about the chain of survival. So there are actually five, five parts to the chain of survival. Early recognition, early CPR, early AED, the arrival of emergency medical services. And then the final part is uh, advanced cardiac uh, life support. Out of these five steps, right, the first three steps are actually a bystander response. Meaning if you see someone uh, that is, you know, um, just lying on the floor, on the street, in a park, in a public space, uh, then you will need to sort of um, perform certain steps to identify and to confirm that uh, that is a possible cardiac arrest victim. Check the nose. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, so it's a little bit more elaborate than that. So <laughs> <laughs> again, uh, I'm, uh, I will have to uh, bring out another acronym, D-R-S-A-B-C. Wait, that's not even a word. Sorry to hate on your acronym. <laughs> 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 it's D-R-S-A-B-C and then some are D-R-S-A-B-C and D. So I'll explain oh. to you <laughs> what, 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 what it means actually. D, right, it's actually to check for danger. Say, for example, it's by the side of the road. When you want to respond, make sure that there's no oncoming traffic and you are you are safe before you can perform the other steps. R is to actually check for response. You want to make sure that uh, this individual is actually not uh, someone who's drunk and sleeping. Oh, this is the, are you okay, sir? Are you okay? So that's the response part. And then after that, S is uh, where you send for help or shout for help. If let's say someone's around you, then you will have to 
point to an individual. Say for example, if I'm looking at you, I say, okay, you sir with a white cap, please call 95 <laughs> for ambulance. Uh, you ma'am with the one with the black jacket, please get an EED. Between the two of them, right, you just look like that. You trust him to make the call. <laughs> Bro, just now he can't wear his cap properly. You're yes, talking yeah. about this. Yeah. <laughs> hey, calm down. Sir. Actually, he, your phone, his phone has no cover. It's fine. I got hypercare. Yeah, okay. So, why we advocate for this during training is that uh, we don't want this bystander effect. Because if you just shout, uh, call, call 995, call 995 for an ambulance. <laughs> uh, say. You call. Uh. Um, everybody will assume that somebody else is doing something. So, it's important that you point to someone to perform that right. certain task. Uh, if you already determine these first three, three steps, then you go on to the A part. Wait, are we going to CPR already? Yeah. Because I think yeah. <laughs> this will be the perfect time yeah. to bring out yeah. your friend. <laughs> This guy. Sally. Lieutenant <laughs> Colonel Abdullah very kindly brought a... Got name not? Whatever name you Whatever want. Whatever name you want. <laughs> Sally, I guess. No, yeah. John. Jonathan Chua. Jonathan Chua to kind of like show <laughs> how to perform CPR. Let's save Jonathan Chua. Let's go. <laughs> okay, so for the A, you check for, for airway, right? So you 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 hit tilt, uh, chin lift, and then you see whether there's any foreign object that's obstructing the airway. And then after that, if there is, of course, you remove it. If you have gloves, remove it with a glove. <laughs> and after that, you check for breathing. It's actually not the finger below the nose. It's actually uh, look, listen and feel. So you want to look uh, for the uh, rise and fall of the chest. Mm. Right. And then you bring your ear closer to the mouth of the patient and you can feel whether there's any breathing or not. <laughs> that's how I check whether my dog's still alive every night. <laughs> well, that's dark. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't sleeping one I don't know whether she... Like, wait for the up and down before I... Like, oh, okay. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Mm. Then we move on to C. It's very important that there's no breathing. Then you can perform chest compressions. Oh. Yeah. So if he's breathing, then what do I do? If he's breathing, then you just monitor breathing and wait for the arrival of the oh. ambulance crew. Okay, so Jared, right. D-R-S-A-B-C, go. <laughs> what? Danger. Which is? Yeah. To see uh, whether there's anything around you. Okay. Next. Whether there's danger. <laughs> then R is a re- re- response. Uh-huh. Yeah. What is right? that? Check uh, for response. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, don't help him, don't help him. He's <laughs> so <laughs> enthused, right? Uh, the, the thing where you, like, you don't put, you don't, don't just put like that, right? You see the, you monitor the... Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this one is the, hey, sir, hello. Ah, get sir, him are you okay? Okay, okay, okay. Are you or drunk? Her, or they, or them. Or ah, then as you specifically tell people, you, the guy in the black cap, go call 995. No. Wrong. <laughs> Correct. Wrong. Wait, what is this? No shout. Help, help. <laughs> Shout, but we've sp- we be specific. Yeah. A, airway. Okay, then. Ah, this is the part where you, you no, don't do this, but like. You, <laughs> ah, the, the, the dog thing, the dog thing. Wrong. <laughs> what? <laughs> How are you? did not a single on? thing. Hit, tilt, chin, leave, bodo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, should, I don't deserve You know this what is that? <laughs> yeah, the. <laughs> to do what? To do what? <laughs> to see whether the got any foreign object in the in in the mouth. Yeah. yeah. If have eh? Take out. Uh. Okay, then 
Then check for breathing. The mm-hmm. uh-huh. mm-hmm. Then what is C? Chest compression. Then what is D? He said D. <laughs> he said got D he also. Said... Yeah, so actually I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> he didn't say. Must check him. Let him bullshit. Is it true? Die from. Yeah, I know. So actually D is when you apply the defibrillator. Ah, what is death? Don't touch him anymore. He's dead. Okay, sorry, sorry. Defibrillator. 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 Yeah. Okay, so let me clarify the S part. So S is when there are people around you. So assuming you're alone, this is where I would like to recommend you to download our My Responder app. And if you use the app to call 995, um, it will geolocate your position. So oh. our operation center, 995, will be able to know exactly where you are. Right. If, say for instance, you are unsure of what are the steps that you were supposed to take, the operator will also be able to advise you uh, and, and and bring you through what are the steps that you can take. Yeah, but just to put things into perspective, 2022 SCDF uh, ambulance responded to 250, over 250,000 calls. Oh. <laughs> no, real calls, not the headache shit. No, like uh, calls in total. <laughs> calls, right? in total. Oh, calls in total. Yeah. What? Our resources are finite. Um, yeah. We cannot be anywhere and everywhere all the time. So if you someone suffers from cardiac arrest, right? Actually, the chance of survival is being reduced uh, seven to ten percent every minute that passes. Right. Damn. So okay. imagine if uh, someone suffers from a cardiac arrest now, uh, ten minutes. If there's no intervention, uh, then the chance of survival is almost zero. So even if the ambulance comes as soon as they can, that's right. I not wouldn't be standing like the time of the call and everything it still looks bad lah, in exactly. terms of like someone getting cardiac arrest. Exactly. Denmark actually is doing this really well because as part of taking your driver's license, they also require you to learn basic first aid and CPR. Yeah, I feel like that should be the case. Eh. Yeah. Because this kind of skill right, really like them important. Eh. Yeah. It shouldn't and then, be optional. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so it's good that you you point that out because I mean this skill, you, you wouldn't know when you actually need to apply it. A medical oh. doctor. Um, who is actually the cardiac arrest victim herself. She was at home uh, talking to the husband um, and she suffered cardiac arrest. Thankfully, the husband recalled what he learned almost 20 years uh, before uh, when he was undergoing national service. Go for Uh, him. (laughs) And he immediately applied uh, CPR, called 995. So 995 alerted our community first responders via via the app and uh, a community first responder really um, stepped forward and brought an AED right. uh, to the to the patient, and uh, she survived. Wow! I didn't know it's the nine nine five that contacts the the first responder. Yeah. 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 So how it works is that um, whenever a caller calls nine nine five, then the operator will be able to send out alerts through the My right. Responder app, and then the My Responder app will be able to detect. Uh, within 400 meter radius of a user who has uh, downloaded and registered the app, and the user will be able to uh, can choose to respond to mm. the emergency. You have to opt in for this, lah. That's to right. Be a community first. That's responder. right. You have to enable uh, the alerts or notifications mm. to be sent to you. And how many of them are there in Singapore, like right now? So actually, as of uh, January 2024, we have uh, more than 162,000 uh, registered. Uh, my responder. Oh, uh, 162,000 is like a m- much higher number than I thought it would be. Uh, like I personally 
want to help and I think most people have a desire to help but there are some things that are holding me back. I think we mentioned like CPR can kind of cause like injuries, right? Like mm. even the Heimlich can cause an injuries. And then I'm scared I do it wrong. <laughs> you know, like I perform CPR and then I break the guy's ribs and then if I do CPR wrong, then the person might not even survive. And then now I have that kind of thing on my conscience. So, so I mean, uh, one of the few things that we uh, found out is through our surveys is that people are not confident enough to step up. So with that, um, we have uh, revised the training package uh, or syllabus, uh, which we now call it the Responders Plus program. So we have um, revised it into just two modules. The online package is actually only 45 minutes. Uh, whereby you can drop on and off. You can log in and uh, log off at your own time. Online convenience. lecture like that. It's not a lecture per se. Five topics, five chapters that guides you uh, to pick up um, the what we call the triangle of life skills. Mm. Uh, basically, it's basic first aid, um, CPR AD, as well as uh, handling um, fires, uh, small minor fires. Mm like fire extinguishers, hose reels and so on. And then the in-person component is actually a four-hour, we have reduced from eight hours to four hours. You can um, book a slot at any of the four uh, division headquarters uh, for free of charge. Right, like, so you actually get to learn how to do CPR exactly. on the you dummy get, and all that kind You of get stuff. to handle the fire extinguisher. We have a, like a, a fire simulator and you, you really... You know, apply the pass method which I mentioned mm. and really extinguish the fire. Pass. So Jared, what does pass stand for? <laughs> Pull. Pull what? Pull the tap. The <laughs> ring. Uh. Okay. Aim. Correct. Sweep is the last one but what is S? The last, <laughs> the, the, the third S. Easy one. Sweep. You like to do it. Yeah. Sweep <laughs> no, <is> <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Another, another so five signs of a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> Squeeze. 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 Ah, yeah. I do like to squeeze. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. So speaking of CPR, right, I also learned, I also heard that like, you are not supposed to do the kissing thing all the time. See it? No, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hygiene. Yeah. Single, yeah. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, so we do also recognize that um, people may not be so forthcoming uh, applying the, the breathing meaning you have to mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. It's also another myth that if you don't want to do the mouth-to-mouth, uh, you do not apply CPR at all. Oh, so you can... You can, you can still just do chest compressions. Yeah, so I was you, actually going to ask the opposite. If I'm not confident with this, <laughs> can I just <laughs> do the mouth-to-mouth? <laughs> no, like, it doesn't work that way. Oh, it doesn't. Uh, uh, okay, then the thing that they're choking on just goes... I don't know. Uh. Okay, okay. To now we know. Now we know. Yeah. I mean, since we have Jonathan Chua here, the dummy. Should we teach the audiences how to do CPR? Sure. And you need to... This is how to save Jonathan Chua. You need to get out, is it? Okay, you stay there. You stay there. I, okay. I bring the, I, I'll bring the, the Jonathan Chua down. So you have to place uh, the heel of your palm from your right hand and look for the lower part of the chest bone. Interlace the fingers from your other hand. And then after that, you lock your elbows. Oh, okay. That's right. That's very key. Use your body weight and then you apply actually four to six cm compression. I don't think yeah. he has that length. <laughs> yeah, so so um, the optimal uh, number of compressions is actually 100 to 120 per minute. So how you do it is actually you count 
one and two and three and four and five and one and two and three and four and ten up to thirty and oh. after that you check for the breathing. Ah, uh, okay. If okay, breathing okay. is absent, you continue. Uh, you stop only when paramedics have arrived and taken over. So if so, say I do right, then I'm at sixteen. Then the person breathe. Do I finish the thirty? Or <laughs> I just stop okay, okay, antibiotics. Okay, okay. <laughs> just checking, just checking. Yeah, hey, then you stop. We got people like Jerry. I just need to check for them. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Push down four to six cm. That's right. Wow, this is really deep, ah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay. so oh between God. the compressions, right, you need to ensure that the chest fully recoil before you press again. Oh, oh. like bring yeah. it back to normal position. Correct. Like where yes. I was. You do, you That's do? right. Okay. One. Oh my God. The rib broke straight <laughs> away. <laughs> one and two and three and four and five and one and two and three and four and ten and one and two and three and four and fifteen. And right. then why, you, why are you stopping? Then where's the mouth to mouth happen? So mouth to mouth <laughs> actually, <laughs> I, I seem too excited yeah. about when you tired lah. So actually, <laughs> if you are comfortable, right? I am. Uh, after the thirty chest compressions, that's where you give the two okay. two breaths. Is there a specific way to give the breaths? So you pinch the nose. Okay. Okay. So you do the head tilt, chin lift. Ask for consent first in this day and age. <laughs> and then you cover your mouth over the patient's mouth, and then you blow. Any technique to it? No, just blow. You don't no, know how to no blow. Technique. Yeah, just one blow, one one breath, two breath. Everybody, if Jared can do this, so can you. So so no. And he yeah, said no, two, two breath. Two, twice, <laughs> yeah, twice. <laughs> He's blowing the balloon. It's been a while. Yeah, so so when you so when you when you cover your mouth over the patient's mouth, right? Uh, you just when you when you breathe into it, um, just see that uh, the the chest is inflated, oh, lah. Okay. Basically, you, you get the hang of it. You continue the cycle until the arrival of an AED. All right, and that's it for today. This episode was brought to you by SCDF. So, big thank you to them. And of course, Lieutenant Colonel Abdullah for joining us on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We hope that today's conversation has equipped you with the skills to handle basic emergencies. And for more information on community first responders, you can head on over to the links below. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. A 15-year-old student uh, was on the way home from a bus. The bus uh, knocked on a lady and then she was rendered unconscious. This 15-year-old girl, uh, who happened to be a NCDCC cadet, ah. she, 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 she stepped up and stepped forward uh, to render CPR on that lady until she uh, regained consciousness. Wow. Yeah, and and uh, before the paramedic arrives. <laughs> wow. So when the paramedic arrives, she just, it's okay, I got this. You're going to No, no, go. I mean, of course, after <laughs> that, she's she bleeding from the head all that, getting back by the bus. <laughs> <laughs> the points here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whack, so she's straight away chat person already, so. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.